Welcome to Outside the Zone. The Los Angeles Lakers are your 2020 bubble champions. The GOAT has officially become the GOAT. What a series. What a playoffs. What a year for the NBA. Doc, I cannot wait to discuss. I'm so happy for LeBron. I'm so happy for the Lakers fans. I'm just, it was all emotions all around. Welcome to the pod, man. Put some respect on his name. He is the king. As you can see right here, Pub, I know everyone listening can't, you know, doesn't have the full visual experience, just the audio. But as Pub can see, I brought a goat right here with me to commemorate the fourth championship of the storied career of LeBron James the King. Here's the goat. Why, I see that in the video. Why do you have LeBron on a leash, man? That's just, that doesn't seem like a fair thing to do to a human being. Yeah, maybe I should take off the leash. You're right. That was oversight by me, but that's that that's for Bronny. That's for Bronny James after that LeBron gets home James. from the bubble. That, Bronny Bronny's he's probably in Ohio right now. He's probably ran all the way from LA and back to back to Akron or Ohio right now. So. Oh yeah, he's 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 staying with LeBron's mom for sure. Hiding oh, away. 100%. He might go overseas. Dude, he might go to Lithuania. <laughs> yeah, he's hit up LeVar Ball. He he knows he knows how to, <laughs> how to hide you away. <laughs> Make some money for you while you're at it. Yeah. Well, yeah. What do you what What are your instant reactions? I mean, we're we're recording one day after the after the finals are over. Let's let's hear it. I mean, I listen. I thought it was a crazy series. I think just start to finish. Obviously, game one with Bam and Drogic, you know, both suffering injuries and all that. So, I mean, I think after game one, and I I predicted the Lakers in seven. So I thought it was going to go all the way. And even you had Lakers in six. So we both expected like a very competitive series. But I think after game one, we were both like, man, with the, the thing that Heat had going for them was just their depth, right? Like they had AD and LeBron versus just like the next six guys on the Heat. So if you take away two out of those, you know, the number two and three guys, we were like, it's, it's going to be a bloodbath. We were thinking sweep, honestly. And Max, maybe they can get, five, you know, one win, get to five. But Jimmy Butler, I mean – he had, I know game six maybe put a, you know, a sour taste in some people's mouths, but he, I thought, had one of the best finals performances I've seen in a long, long time. I mean, those two finals games, those weren't just like great games. Those were, I think, two of the all-time, you know, finals games that we've seen in our lifetime. Those were LeBron-esque, like 2015, 2018 LeBron-esque finals games. And not only that, though, he offensively he was amazing but defensively he also guarded LeBron like that those entire games too so like I I even said I texted you after game five and I remember you telling you you telling me after game five that listen I don't know about AD you know with the heel and everything but I was like man did you see Jimmy walking out after that media like Jimmy's hobbled too and I think we saw it like game six Jimmy didn't have anything left in the tank he left it all out there Miami had nothing left in the tank and I mean credit to the Lakers the Lakers Obviously, we're the better team defensively. I mean, that team, you, you win championships by defense, and that team was an elite defensive team. And, I mean, credit to Braun, credit to AD. I know I've been a little bit lower on AD, but that's, that's coming around now. And he's, he's climbing up the ladder for me. But, man, I mean, you just have to be happy, right? The Lakers, especially with the year they've had, Kobe and all that, for them to get their 17th and tie tie the Celtics, I mean, and further solidifies LeBron's historic career, right? So instant reaction, I mean, I think, you know, it's a shame that he didn't have their all their guys and that some of their guys really didn't play well, like Tyler Hero, et cetera. But 
I mean, the Heat showed up. The Lakers, you know, showed up too when they needed to. And we, it was an entertaining finals. Oh, definitely way more entertaining than a lot of us thought it was going to be. And yep, like you said, I guess they're right. I knew exactly how it would go. Lakers and six, just well, as I just if, if, threw it if, up, right? If, if the Heat would have been healthy, it would have gone seven. They would have got oh, one well, more game if it was for sure. It would have gone seven. Although the way the Lakers played in game six is how they should have played the whole series. Like that was on paper. Like that's how the Lakers should have matched up against this team, especially when they weren't at a hundred percent, but props to the heat. I mean, everyone doubted them all season, even in the finals, everyone doubted them. And they just took that mantra and they, they stepped it up and just Jimmy, Jimmy had games that are going to go up in, in textbooks and in the history. Um, he was so dominant. So it was, Put it was some respect impressive. on Jimmy's name too. Not just LeBron, That's what I'm saying. on Jimmy's oh, too. Yeah. Right. I'm saying, I'm oh, saying I know we're on the same page. Yeah. yeah. I know we're on the same page. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. LeBron should have said when he was saying Rob Palenka, Frank Vogel, he should have said Jimmy Butler too, but no, just mad props to the heat. I mean, I don't think anyone should be upset that they, or disappointed in them that they lost. They were obviously overmatched, and I think we saw that in Game Six once the Lakers turned that gear on, and Jimmy was he was exhausted from Best. all games yeah. one through five. Like it was it was tough for him to keep. I think he had like twelve points the last game, and mm-hmm. so it's it is rough. But like again, you can't fault them. What a game! What a series for the Lakers. They, I'm happy that it was it, it gave them a little bit of adversity. I, I'm happy that they were able to go through that and kind of find an identity because they can bring that into next year. They're going to try repeating. I don't think the roster is going to change that much. And you never see finals championship teams make like um, crazy trades in the offseason after winning it. Like it's just so rare to see something like that. So no even though I, even though I think that they do need to make some moves to get some, get some defense on, on the guard position. Um, I don't know what assets they have to trade and if they're going to trade any big people. So, I mean, we can talk about that. What do you, what do you think for the future of this team? Like, can they, can they repeat? I mean, I think they can definitely repeat. I, I don't even think they need to make any moves because if you think about it, their best perimeter defender wasn't there in Avery Bradley. So he's going to be back right. next year. And it's not like they just went up against, you know, guy like guards that just weren't playmakers. Like they went up against Dame, they went up against CJ, that, you know, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Jamal Murray, and then Jimmy Butler is more, more of a wing. But so, I mean, they did well enough. And, you know, defensively, they were still great. And, I mean, if you have Avery Bradley coming back, I'm, I really like KCP. I think he plays pretty good defense. And I, I know, like, against Jimmy, he was getting exposed. But I think Jimmy's just too big and strong for him. But against just normal guards, I think he plays solid enough defense and Danny Green's a little bit iffy, you know, but he's more than, like, he's a great player, I feel like, to come off the bench, and I think Caruso plays solid defense as well, so I actually think this team is, like, the biggest thing for me is to keep Rondo. I think Rondo is huge in the playoffs, but I think, you know, they have the size, but they're also able to go small ball when they need to, and, I mean, maybe a little but, bit But it's only consistent. playoff Rondo. R- Rondo doesn't play like this in the regular season. Rondo yeah. only plays like this in the playoffs. yeah. I mean, yeah, 100%. But that's when you need him, right? You need him in the playoffs. You don't need him in the regular – who cares about the regular season anymore, right? So, I think – I mean, this team, for me, it's the favorite right now. I'm – I don't wow. know about you. Yeah. I, I don't mean, know I what other that, team, like – Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not trying to put an asterisk on the Lakers title or anything like that. They definitely deserved it. 
but they did catch a lot of breaks. They didn't have to face the Clippers, who was their number one competition, okay, and matchup-wise. Right, let me, let me keep going. Matchup-wise, that would have been a really tough matchup for LeBron and AD. And then Giannis didn't show up in the playoffs this year, so they didn't have to face the Bucks. So, oh, wow, I thought you were going to attack me on that one. Okay, Giannis didn't show up. Doc agrees. So, I mean, you told me not – you told me just let you talk, so I'm letting you talk. Uh, I'm giving I, you I was, 30 I was, seconds. I, I was ready for your, for your comment on that one because I, I, had, I had the I'll receipts ready to go. All right, go for it. I mean, I've even said he didn't play to his, you know, MVP caliber in the regular season. And, Which I mean, means? he did it. He showed up. He didn't fully show up, though. Okay, he but if you show up. He you up. even said that you like the you're not as high on the Bucks on it anymore because they weren't playing like they did during the regular season. So what does yeah. that mean? That means Giannis didn't show up. No, 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 no. I think if you're talking like okay, listen. Obviously, he, showed, he came and played he, on the court. Obviously, he came to the bubble, showed up, quarantined, and all that. That's different than actually playing like you played all season when you were that so-called MVP. So then, okay, I mean, so then we can go the full list did. So then I'm assuming James Harden didn't show up. And then who else? I mean, there are plenty of guys then, like, who just didn't show up. I mean, I, I get it. Listen, Agreed. we have massive Agreed. expectations of Jan. Joel Embiid, like, we have massive expectations. Ben Simmons for sure didn't show up. And, okay, no response from me, but all right. So Giannis definitely didn't, you know, rise up to the hurt. expectations. I don't know what that argument is. He he played in the bubble a little bit, and he was horrible there, and he didn't he didn't even make it to the um, to the playoffs. Like you said, who cares about the regular season? Fair, touche. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I, I expect to see it out of a guy I'm paying max money to, so it's different. Right. But Jan, okay, listen, Giannis obviously didn't. He got outplayed by Jimmy and all that, right? But yes. That, that whole team just didn't play at that level for whatever reason. And I think at a certain point, Mike Budenholzer, like, has to take, like, fault in it too, right? But your whole argument, to... you, you were so adamant how he's the MVP over LeBron because he's he more important to his team. But then now season. you're blaming his team and you're blaming his coach when that was the whole reason why I said LeBron's the it, MVP over Giannis. Are we, t- are we talking about regular season or playoffs? Regular season, Giannis was by far the best player. We're talking about regular season. Playoffs, I'm LeBron, unanimous finals MVP. I'm not discounting that. LeBron, if it was just a full – go ahead. Every every season. When has – Giannis has done the same thing every season. He's come up short in the playoffs, and I get it. He's only been at this level for like two years. Yeah, at this level. But still, what happened last year against the Raptors? Like – yeah, Come what on, happened man. last year against the Raptors? Is that your case? They they were up 2-0 on the on the team that won the championship, and they were up in the game three and and then, until Kawhi hit that huge shot it. at the end of game three. So they were right there, and Giannis played well in that series until the end. So don't tell me he didn't show when up last year. Important. He had a better postseason last year than this year. It's the, I mean, Chris Middleton didn't show up That's last year. That's an issue. Chris- you shouldn't have a better postseason last year than this year when you have a that better is, team okay, around no, you. No, I get it. That is an issue. Well, I think the team last year was better than this year's, for one, talent-wise, because they lost Brogdon. I think that really hurt them because, you know, Bledsoe, okay, they one. need to get rid of him. But, yeah. What, what, okay, we're talking about the Lakers. I do want to say this because I right, brought let's, up yeah, Let's get back. Yeah, because I, I, we brought up Budenholzer. I, I want to talk about this. I, is this the first time that a LeBron – team that won a championship has had a coach 
that actually like gets you know a fair share of the credit because Eric Spolster never got any of the credit in Miami. Ty Lu never got any in Cleveland. And listen, I think Frank Vogel deserves a ton of credit. I'm not discounting that. I'm just like saying like finally for whatever reason a LeBron coach gets the credit he deserves. I think I that's a really good point. And I think that that's just because of the Lakers not having really good defensive pieces, but playing amazing defense. I mean, this whole postseason. AD, and I think Avery that, Bradley, they, they have good defensive Avery, pieces. This playoffs, this, this playoff, I know, but like you can just see the way that Frank Vogel schemed against Lillard, against Harden, against right. Jamal Murray and Jokic. It was just so well done. And that, I mean, he's a defensive mastermind. That's why they brought him in. Like mm-hmm. he was with that at Indiana and he brought it in. And you can just see how AD's game was maximized. He's the anchor of the Lakers' defense, and Frank yep. Vogel really brought that to new heights. Yep. But, yeah, as I was saying, the Lakers, I think, needed, like, they avoided a lot of teams that they could face next year that are going to be a lot better. So I definitely think that right now, obviously, they're going to be the favorites, but I don't know. I, the Clippers scare me. I – See, better, I, when I look at the Clippers, and the other thing you have to take into account, too, which actually I think helps the Lakers, is the, the cap is going to go down, right? Because they lost a lot of revenue, obviously, because of the pandemic, China, and all that. So a lot of the Lakers guys, I know AD, obviously, is a free agent. I'm, everyone, everyone's assuming he's going to, you know, obviously sign, like, a one-year. But I think for a lot of the guys, you know, that like Rondo and who else? Caruso, Casey. I don't know if Casey – player options a lot of them have player options so I think for the Lakers a lot of them are going to opt in just because of the cap going down and they might not get the same value outside on the free market whereas like with the Clippers I would you know guys like Montrez Harrell I would expect guys like that to opt out right and like test free agency because like they're obviously still going to get I feel like a significant amount of money more than what they're earning currently or if, if they opted back in so I for me, unless you trade like Paul George or like a piece like that, I don't know how the Clippers really get better. And I think there's a very good chance the Lakers at least like keep their current talent, which I think is really good for that team, especially one more year of continuity. Or they could even just like get more guys like ring chasers. Cause if you think about it, like a veteran or something like that, who's like, all right, I'm not getting big offers on the market anyways, cause the cap is down. If I take like a little bit of a pay cut, I can go ring chasing with the Lakers and get another chip. Like, that could very well happen. So I think the Lakers are, I mean, I think, I think there's a very good chance they repeat and I think they will repeat honestly next year. I'm already calling it. That's a good point about the ring chasers. I mean, I don't know if you saw that Danilo Gallinari quote from today. I could totally see him signing like a one year deal with the Lakers at the, at the, whatever the mid-level exception. He, for those of you that didn't see it, he said that he he's not 20 anymore and he cares about rings more than making money. Mm. And obviously he had a really good season with OKC the last couple of years. Um, so that would be interesting if he wants to go ring chase and That'd play with the huge. Lakers because he would actually provide like really good minutes and someone who can. He's a really good player. He's right. a really he's good. good player. Yeah, he's, he's, this is kind of, I mean, David West kind of fell off when he went from the Spurs to the Warriors, but. I mean, but the Gallinari and David West at those stages, like Gallinari is, is still probably in his prime. Like Gallinari is a really, like he's, he can, he gives you 18 to 20 a night. He's a really good shooter, obviously, and decent passer too. So I think, you know, Gallinari, I, I mean, I don't know how the Lakers would do that. I don't think he's going there, but a team like, 
I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if he would, it would just be like him pulling a David he'd, West move if they were going to do it. He would just be a boost any contender. Yeah, he'd be a boost any contender. Yeah, 100%. So I, I know you mentioned before asterisk titles and all that. I just want to say this. For me, this is like not an asterisk title at all. And, for, and I'll give you a few reasons. In the first round, they played the Portland Trailblazers. And at that time, people were saying, this is the best eighth seed we've ever seen in our lifetime. All right. After game one, people were saying, you know, Blazers are going to beat the Lakers. It's over, you know, and all that. And then the Lakers go and win the next four and they beat them 4-1. <laughs> then they play the Houston Rockets in the next round, right? You know, against two MVPs and people are like, how are they going to handle the small ball? You know, Houston's got this in the bag. There's no way Lakers can keep up with the pace and all that. Houston got ran out of the gym. Like it was an embarrassing effort on Houston's part. They got smoked. Next round, you know, Denver, obviously Lakers are the favorite there. And but they did what they had to do, right? Denver beat the Clippers. Lakers handled their business. And then again in the finals, they played the Heat, handled the business in six, maybe a little bit longer than what people expected, but whatever. And also they earned the number one seed, right? They earned it in the regular season in the West. And they didn't get to, you know, they didn't get the reward for it. They didn't get home court. Right. So they've had to play in a neutral field, which court, which is something no other one seed has ever had to play in the history of the NBA. And despite that, they were still able to win. And even with that, they only lost, what, five entire games in their postseason run. So for me, when people say asterisk, like that's ridiculous to me. I think this championship is actually a lot harder than a lot of the, a lot of the other championships other teams have had, you know, in the past. No question. I was going to say it's much tougher you it's so much harder to go on runs when you don't have fans cheering you on so much harder to stay focused in without fans without those people that you've lived since especially LeBron since he was in high school cheering him on for games like and then you can't like most of them expect until the family started coming like you don't see your family you're stuck in their room that that's horrible situations to, to really get your mind off off have relieved that stress like you're just basketball nonstop. that's tough there anyone that says this should be an asterisk is just gotta call what it is they're just trying to discredit lebron from his greatness and try to dismantle his legacy absolutely yeah and so we took we talked about the lakers and what we think about them next year what about the heat so the heat are not going to come in next year as title favorites they're not even going to come in as favorites to get to the finals so how do you like their chances next year yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, they can find a deal with Goran because I think he's a really good piece there. And I think and Crowder. And just his, yes, and his relationship with Jimmy. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what Crowder can get on the open market. He has shown that when he's in a system and culture that works with, that he can build around, he's been a great piece. But I don't know about with like a free agent signing for a team, like say a, a young team that's not really proven would try to sign him. I don't know if he's going to fit the best there. So, but if they can keep if they can keep the majority of their pieces, which like there's there at least their stars will will still be there. I I think that they can make a run. They'll match up with anyone. Jimmy is not gonna back down to the number one seed or the number two seed or KD or Kyrie. Like Jimmy doesn't care. So I can see them. I honestly would not be surprised. I mean, they're obviously not the favorite to get back to the finals. But if they do, like we know why. It's just because of Jimmy's Jimmy's heart and determination. Do you remember after the Eastern Conference Finals and people were like, yeah, Bam's the best player on this team? I'm like, yeah, Bam maybe had the best series against the Celtics, but you cannot tell me that Jimmy's not better than Bam at this stage in their careers. And look, 
I mean, Jimmy was phenomenal. And, I mean, no one's going to obviously say at this point that Bam's better than Jimmy because obviously that's just, like, crazy. And did you see the picture of Jimmy Butler, though, today? I did not. He was already in the gym working out. The oh, day, I, like, he literally, like, could barely play on the court yesterday. And season's over. And today he's already back in the gym. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know how much I love Jimmy Butler, but it's just how do you not love this guy? Like, how do you ethic, how do you heart. not get sick of it? Like, how do you not want to just be like, I can't for like a day? That's just I can never imagine being in this mind that mindset. And I mean, that's why I'm here doing this podcast with you instead of right. making millions balling. But I, oh, I mean, but I wish I had that determination and like that drive, not like for anything, right? Like I. It, who, like, if anyone has that same drive and determination, it doesn't matter if it's basketball or whatever. I feel like you're just going to succeed at whatever you do. And, right. I mean, I think he's a great example. And so, I mean, when I saw that, I was, like, shocked. I'm like, how is he working out? Like, he could barely stand, I felt like. And now he's, like, back in the gym lifting and all that. So, we know he's going to be back. He's going to be more motivated than ever, obviously. And he knows how close he was. And the other thing, too, is, like, I – he's definitely proven to himself. Like, I'm sure he has all the confidence in the world. But now he knows that, like, he – literally can play at the level um of the best player in the nba like he matched up mano imano with lebron in the finals and they had games where they both i mean jimmy outplayed lebron a couple of those games like he knows he can be the best player on the champ on the championship team and he knows it and i think a lot of other people do too if he can play at that level and obviously that's the factor if he can play at that level that he can really do anything so it's it's huge for them to have that and then bam's gonna get better robinson's gonna get better tyler hero's gonna get better kendrick nunn so they have so many young pieces too that you're going to just see improvement from because they're so young. And especially in a system where Eric Spolster is there, you know, they're going to be developed very well. So I think they have a really good chance. You nailed it. Drogic is huge. Crowder as well. I, I really do think they're going to get both of them back on at least one year deals to try to keep space open for 2021 where they chase a big free agent. But so I think this team will be pretty much intact next year. And the East is going to be fun next year, man, because you got, you got this Miami team looking real good. You got the Brooklyn Nets with Katie and Kyrie. You obviously got the Bucks coming back. You got Philly, who hopefully with Doc Rivers can, you know, figure stuff out. Boston Celtics. I mean, they're legitimately like five teams in the East. And I'm sure I'm missing maybe a team or two here or there that legitimately have like a – you could make a case that they have the talent to win a championship. So Yeah, it's you know, going to be fun. It, I feel like we say this every year on these storylines. Like, like, yeah, go ahead. There's so many teams. The East is deep. When was the last time we've said that? It's the LeBron effect, man. Once LeBron goes, like, leaves the conference, other players want to come back and, you know. It's so true. And then people try to tarnish his legacy again by saying he had a weak, weak walk. Oh, the West. What happened? They said that he could never win in the West. He just won a championship in his first playoff run in the Western Conference. So, and he lost I mean, three games total in the West. That's wild. So, all right, we got we gotta we gotta talk legacy. We gotta we got I wanna know. I mean, both of us are obviously very high on LeBron in general in terms of his all time rankings. But how so does we? this fourth? I mean, maybe we've changed. How does this fourth? Okay. Okay, I'm, I'm so before I ask this question, okay, 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 good, good. I was going to say, how does this fourth ring impact LeBron's legacy in the public eye? See, it's hard because I feel like, I feel like the LeBron Jordan thing's almost like kind of 
equivalent to like a political thing at this point, right? Where it's like Biden and Trump and it's like, you know, you're just so dug into whatever camp you are at this point that like, if you're, you know, a you know, if you're a blue Democrat or whatever, you're going to vote for Biden. You don't care. You won't listen to anything else and same with Trump. It's kind of like that. I almost feel like with Jordan and LeBron, where it's like, if you're a Jordan fan at this point, you like only see the six to no in the finals and that's all you care about. And then if you're a LeBron fan, like you already thought before the championship that he was the GOAT anyways. Like this really didn't do anything much outside of that. Just help, you know, makes your case even, you know, stronger. So, and I feel like everyone's already made up their mind. I'm sure there's, again, like those like certain people that are like, you know, like open to listening to the new evidence. So like public eye, I guess, is just like related to those individuals. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much it does because... I honestly feel like to win over a lot of these people, LeBron has to like at least get to like five or six. And I, I do feel like more people at least, I, I feel like the fourth does more in the sense that like, for whatever reason, people were thinking that LeBron was like a borderline top 10 player, like a borderline top five player, I should say, is more common before this chip. So I'm assuming for people like that, having the fourth at least pushes him to like, solid, you know, solidified, like at least his number two status of all time right I would I would hope so yeah you you would really but hope yeah so yeah so I, I, mean, I, I mean he's gonna go get ahead. all the numbers he's gonna have all of that obviously and I mean but the Jordan guys are only gonna look at six to no even if LeBron like wins like seven championships and he still has like his like whatever like six finals losses they'll be like six no is better than seven and six in the finals which is total ludicrous yeah well but if they say I, that then they don't deserve to ever speak about basketball again but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's just how it is at this point, I feel like. Right, true. But, yeah, I mean, you make good points. I think that the biggest case that Jordans have is 6-0. and And once he creeps to five or six rings, that literally demolishes their argument. And I think then he would really be in a public eye. There's always going to be the haters. But in the public eye, he would get widely accepted as at least 1A to, to Jordan's 1B or whatever it is. But, I mean, I think I saw something today and I just wanted to read it. Like, Jordan, I think really encapsulated how I feel and maybe a lot of people in the world should feel. And if I would understand if you think that Jordan's better than LeBron. Um, it says Jordan was probably better at his peak. Right. But LeBron is the GOAT because his peak is so, so long and his dominance mm-hmm. has been for so long where that really – catapults him over Jordan and I think that is kind of where I'm at where yeah Jordan when he was repeating like no one could stop him he was a god of basketball but I just think that the stuff LeBron has done and I think the three different franchises finals MVP for three different franchises like that's the biggest sell in my opinion that's crazy he can just build franchises from the ground up and yeah I'm not denying that he's gonna he needs talent around him like he he did whatever he could to get AD there but still, like, no one else has done that. He is able to take a team like Cleveland within two years. And honestly, if Kyrie and Love weren't injured, it would have been the first year. Two years, win a championship. Lakers, two years, win a championship. Miami, within two years, win a championship. Like, that is insanity. And he's still in his prime. It's just, I, I, I think back to the Cleveland stuff, and obviously you and me being big Cavs fans, I – Listen, I love that 2016 title. I'm always going to remember it and cherish it and all that. But, like, you always think about the what-ifs, right? Like, 
if those injuries didn't happen in 2015, even if Kevin Love is out but Kyrie's there, I have no doubt in my mind they went, the Cavs went. No doubt. He just needed someone to take the pressure off of him. They were quadruple teaming him every yeah. possession, and Delhi could not do anything because yeah. he's Delhi. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So 2015, they, they would have won. 2016, we saw what happened. And then if that cap spike would not have happened, and if Katie would not have pulled out that, you know, that move, the Cavs could have three-peated. So LeBron it's might just still like, be in Cleveland. He might still be in Cleveland. And, I mean, it's a he totally have different conversation at this point. He has a three-peat like Jordan. And... I mean, we're and I mean, I think at that point he's probably solidified his number one status. Like for most people, you know, yeah, looking it's, at it it's from that, an it's, impartial point of view, it's that damn cap spike, cap, cap spike, man, that ruined that. That was the biggest detriment to LeBron's legacy. It's just, yeah. I mean, as long as LeBron can, and I think there's a good chance he can still get a couple more as long as AD stays with him in LA. But yeah, I mean, so. I think we're both. I mean, I think we're both on the same page. We both think LeBron's the goat. I mean, that's why I brought the goat here literally today. Or I mean, there's right. no point in bringing it if I thought it was MJ. But <laughs> so, did you see the thing that LeBron said though? And I guess this this can be our outside of this own question of the day, that he thinks a 35 year old LeBron, like the current version of himself, is better than the 27 year old version. Do you think that's true? Obviously, he's less athletic though right now, but. The way he said it, it, I don't know if he said better, but he's like the 35-year-old version would beat the 27-year-old version, which I thought was interesting because I, I would agree that the 35-year-old version is better just because of the basketball IQ and the way he sees the game. You can tell he's just learning and he's getting mm-hmm. – he's mastered just seeing like the instincts of the game. Like That's not something you can just teach. Like He's just played right. for so long and been dominant for so long and seen every – single thing a defense could throw throw at him where I mean like he always makes the right play Danny Green didn't hit the shot and then in game five but that was the perfect play like yeah 10 well, times out of 10 hold ahead. up hold up one second for the people that are like he made the wrong play he should have just shot it are you kidding me he had like four guys around him like literally there was like five guys like within like two or three or four feet or whatever of him and you're telling me he should shoot that shot and you're like Michael Jordan and Kobe would have done the same thing have you there's seen a reason. Do you know that one? Do you see that? Have you have you seen that one meme where Kobe's playing the Bulls? And yeah, he a, got yeah. blocked by Taj Gibson on that. I shot. mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like Kobe, and like they both made passes when they had to. So like the fact that people criticize him for making the right play, it's just. I mean, those are haters, right? Like that's LeBron's LeBron underrated. Here. LeBron's underrated. Um, Sorry, I cut you off. You can finish your point. Um, well, so I just think that the way he sees the game, he's like he makes the right plays. So I think that 35 year old would beat him. But if, if it was like, or I think 35 year old is better, but if it was like, who's going to beat them like one-on-one, I just think the athleticism that he used to have oh, when yeah. he was 27, man, there's no way 35 year old LeBron stopping 27 year old LeBron. Yeah. If, if it's one-on-one, there's no contest just cause yeah. Cause basketball IQ doesn't mean as much and it's just more athleticism. And I mean, 35 year old would probably have a advantage of shooting it. But 27-year-old LeBron, I mean, that's elite, elite defense, right? That's like first-team defense levels. And, I mean, yeah, this athleticism for sure. But I think I agree with you with just 35-year-old. And it's crazy to think that his prime is, like, still there at 35. Because we, we've never – I mean, I, Jordan, I guess, won a championship when he was 35 as well. But I just think that 35 – like, everything you said, the IQ, 
the passing ability, the shooting especially, I think, yeah. I mean, if I'm trying to win a championship like next this year again, I'd rather have 35-year-old LeBron than 27-year-old LeBron, which is crazy to think. But, yeah, I mean, I, I was listening to an interview from Chris Bosh and talking about what LeBron did at 20. And the, he was ex- explaining the reason LeBron's able to be so dominant right now. And he was talking about how when they were right rookies and they had like the team USA camps and stuff, LeBron was like stretching for so long before like practices and stuff. And everyone's like, why are you doing that LeBron? And no one else did, but LeBron did. And all their players would eat all this junk food. And like LeBron took care of his body so seriously that at that age and that it's great. Whoever was able to instill that in him at such a young age, it paid so much dividends. It's, it's, it's obviously elongated his career, just caring about his body from such a young age. It's wild that whatever coach, whatever trainer, whatever research LeBron did, like that is the key. So, I mean, Doc, young, young guys, Doc, if your NBA career is still alive in, in your head, I would say start, start stretching early. But, yeah, it's wild. See, yeah, I mean, listen, the NBA teams call me all the time, right? But I'm like, I got this podcast with Pav. I can't leave them like that. So that's why You're, I'm here, man. That's, that's a true loyal, a loyal co-host right there. I mean, Absolutely. okay, before, before we end this, we, I got to say, he's got to hurry up on getting – these this five or six rings because I don't know he's got three more years in LA maybe two and then he's gonna leave to whatever team Brownie James is drafted and he's gonna he's gonna sign a one-year deal with that team and try to win a ring with Brownie am I right you think Brownie's gonna make it to the NBA he's got to like, you don't think so? after one year in college too like that caliber of player I mean I don't, I don't know, know man I think honestly Honestly, out of jersey sale reasons, that team will do it. I mean, maybe. Listen. The Knicks would do it. The Knicks would do it first overall if I mean they the can Knicks get LeBron. Because you yeah. know you're, if you're drafting Brownie, you know you're getting LeBron. Like you, it's, uh, I feel bad for Brownie to think about that. But. Yeah, I almost feel bad for Brownie if they get on the same team because he's already going to get an ass whooping like, tonight, right? And then he's going to have to get one, I'm sure, multiple occasions once LeBron sees all the shenanigans that – Bronny is going to do when he's a young player in the NBA. Right. Imagine like you're, imagine like you're an 18 year old kid. And like, I get like playing with your brother. That's still like kind of weird. But like imagine your dad being in a locker room there. You're just trying to vibe with your friends. And you're like 40 year old dads there in the locker. room, like watching that's you. Dude, that's crazy. Do you, all right. If you had to put a percentage chance on it today, that it actually happens. What would the percentage be? Is it that Bronny gets drafted or they play together? Both. Give me both. Well, if Bronny gets drafted, they're going to play together. LeBron's going to sign wherever he wants. He's already he so? wants to play with Bronny. Yeah, he's already. He could also he could also play against Bronny. Like he doesn't. No, I, he wants go to ahead. play I'll with Bronny. Why would you? If you if you had a kid, you would want to play with him. That'd be the best thing ever. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Like he's already said it's gonna. It, it's just about if Bronny gets drafted, which I I think he will. But if he gets drafted, well, it's a hundred percent chance that LeBron will do it. Well, if, if LeBron's still in his prime, like, playing at this level at that point, he's, like, even if Bronny's, like, an undrafted, like, type of player, Bronny's probably going to still go number one just because that team's <laughs> going to be like, we want Bron, right? Because it, it's a package deal at that point, right? <laughs> then I hope the Knicks have the number one pick that year. That's all I can say. Like LeBron, yeah, like, LeBron just, like, signs for a year, and that team is just so bad, they still can't do anything, and then he retires, and they're just stuck with, like – <laughs> Anthony Bennett type of player like at number one so oh man I, I don't know I mean, it would be 
It would be really sad if Brownie James just sucked. <laughs> it, it would be pretty sad. I, I mean, uh, we're both rooting for the guy. We're both. He's right. only 16. He's got so much time. We're both rooting he's, for yeah, him. Who knows, he's just a, who knows what's going to happen. So, But, Pub, here's the big question. No more basketball now for the next few months, right? What oh, are you going to do with your time, man? I don't know. Like, what is life without basketball? We had a lot. We had a season that lasted a full calendar year. Over, like, yeah. It's it's. I got my. I got baseball. Thank you, Rudy Gobert. Ass- by the way, thank you. Yeah, I guess I don't know what? if we should. Uh, I, e, <laughs> debatable, but yeah. we got the baseball playoffs. My Astros are down 0-2 to the Rays. I'm gonna need them to step up. We got. NFL, my Dodgers, baby. The Browns are four and one. Number one, gonna be the number one team in the NFL once we beat the Steelers. I can't wait for the Browns season. So I don't know. I think NFL can take my time until the NBA comes back, and then who knows? Yeah, I don't have that luxury, man. It's a t- trying year for me with the Bengals, so I think I'm just gonna travel the world, you know, see some new places and all that. I don't know, man. I guess I'll. Maybe I'll call you from the mountaintops or something, and we can have our next pod there. Perfect. I'll, I'll be there. We can do our offseason preview. Absolutely. All right, Doc. This LeBron is the GOAT. If you didn't think that before, oh, it is now official. This has been Outside the Zone. <laughs>